Ever feel like you're living the same day over and over? If mom life feels like an exhausting whirlwind of laundry, dinner, driving, and frustration on repeat, you're not alone. For every other thing we do in life, there's training. But for the most important job, we're just figuring it out as we go. Mom University is here to change that. It will give you the skills and education to break free of old patterns and be a leader in your home. Thanks for enrolling in MomU. Class is about to start. Hello and welcome to the Mom University podcast. I'm joined today by Tiffany Crumbs. Tiffany, welcome. So glad you're here. Thanks for having me, Chanel. Yeah, I'm excited that we get to learn from you today as well as at Mom University, which we'll talk about in a bit. But to start off with, can you just introduce yourself, let people know who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Tiffany Terzak. Online, it's Tiffany Crumbs. Um, I am a food blogger at Don't Waste the Crumbs, and I teach families, usually women, how to eat healthy food on a budget. We do that through family-friendly recipes, through meal planning, and grocery shopping strategies. Okay. I love it. So I... Tiffany and I have known each other uh, online for many years, <laughs> and uh, I can't remember how we first got in touch, but I do know that I have been through her grocery budget boot camp, and that was like five or six years ago. It's quite it's, a while I ago. I almost looked it up. I was like, I need to figure out when she was in my class. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but oh my goodness, you guys, so good. Like I learned things in that program that I still use today that help my family save money that also it's really hard for me to let my husband do the grocery shopping because I'm like, oh, I know all the tricks. I know how to do this right. Yes. Yeah, I'll take care of it, honey. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I love it. I love the emphasis on real food. Uh, just so many good things that you have taught me over the years that I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to talk about something a little bit different, but that you are still an expert in and have lived for many years, which is goal setting for moms. Mm -hmm. And so this is an important topic because one of the things that I hear from women a lot is that moms, they're not accomplishing their goals. And it's even a step beyond that. They don't even know what goals they want at this point, because wanting can feel a little bit scary because they can't get what they want anyway, because yeah. they feel so busy with all just the normal things they have to do. Yeah. So let's start with that. Yeah. How do you allow yourself to want anything so that you can even start to set goals? Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, the default as a mom is when you want, it feels like a luxury. Like I don't get a chance to want because you, your day to day is filled with all the, the have tos. I have to do this. I have to do that. And like, that's a, that's a whole other thing with the mindset shift of from have to, to get to, but when your day is full of taking care of others, other people, other things, like not necessarily yourself to want to do something for yourself really just feels like it feels out of reach. But, but the reality is, is you weren't always a mom, like you were created in God's image first. And God, I think really imparts in you, like the desires to create, to uh, be, to, to be creative, to like to want to do things that fill your soul. That's why you have people who are really gifted as writers, gifted as artists, gifted, you know, musicians. Like those are what I think are like, those are not just hobbies, but like, that's who you are. But when you become a mom, it's almost like you take a back seat because 
the kids come and then, you know, with that comes, you know, the housework and the food and stuff. So I think you first have to really give yourself permission. It is okay to want something. It is okay to have that desire to pick up a craft, to learn another language, like whatever it may be. Like you don't, that's not a bad thing. And I think like there's a stigma, like if you want something for yourself, it's a bad thing, but like that's necessarily true. Yeah. I love that thought that, you know, that wanting is, is like a God-given desire in us. And if you Mm -hmm. think about it, um, not to go too down the religion path here, but God is a creator, right? He, he created us and this universe and everything in it. And so we, as his children are then creators as well. Like to be like him, we then need to create. And he gives us different ways to do that. And so it is innate. And when we are like, oh, I can't, I can't, something feels off. And I think mm-hmm. that's when we just feel this like, oh, I'm, I, I'm so depleted. I'm so tired. It's not from doing too much. Although, I mean, there is a little element of that, but sometimes it can be from doing too little or really too much of the wrong thing, right? Yeah. Because there's something in us that wants to come out. And if we keep pushing that down and mm-hmm. not doing that thing that we just is part of our identity, part of who we are and what we feel this need to do, then we're going to always feel like out of alignment. Absolutely. Like there's almost like, um, for lack of a better way to, to put it, like, like a hole that when we fill this hole in our soul of, it, it brings us joy. Like if you really like to draw and then you draw, it's like that joy overflows from that into your kids and to your family. But when you deny yourself, like there's nothing wrong with drawing. There's nothing wrong with singing. There's nothing wrong with reading. So when you deny yourself the opportunity to fill yourself up, to fill your cup, to then overflow, everything else starts to feel like a burden. And I think that's big for moms too. We feel like that guilt trip, right? Like, oh, I've got to, I've got to, but then you feel bad for not wanting to because, because we haven't, we're not taking the opportunity to like fill our own cup up first to, to be satisfied and then let that overflow. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think that's so, so powerful. So, okay. So that's definitely an element of it. This having permission to be able to do what we want. Now let's, uh, when we're talking to moms, what do we need to know specifically about goal setting? Yeah. Well, I think as a mom, first you have to be super realistic. (laughs) Yeah. Like we have to, we have to remember that you are a mom. So along with that comes your time is going to be interrupted. Um, you don't have, I'm thinking back to my single days, which now is like a very, very long time ago, <laughs> but you have lots of hours that you, you try to fill up. That doesn't exist anymore. Your pockets of time are smaller. And so I think when you're setting goals, your goals need to align with the time and energy that you have to fulfill those goals. You know, if you're saying I want to run a marathon, like that's a great goal. That's not going to happen in a week. Like even the traditional marathon trainers, I think are like 13 week program. You may even have to allow yourself longer than that because, because you're a mom, you've got other things going on. And then I really think focusing on what you can do is really important rather than what you can't do yeah. I so many of us and myself included 
you know, focus, or I should say we default to the, oh, I can't because of, I can't, where it's like, okay, let's flip this a little bit. And maybe, maybe realistically, I can't devote an hour to whatever activity, but can I devote 30 minutes? Can I devote 15? Like, what can I do? And so, you know, going back to giving ourselves permission to want, and then seeing that into fruition, when you're setting a goal, like, what can you do? You actually then get that momentum and start taking your steps. And then, and then also, I don't think your goals, like the time you spend towards your goals have to be separate from your kids and separate from your family. Um, I think that's another default is we come in and we think that I have this goal. Therefore, this goal is is mine. It's all mine. And I can only work on it when it's, when I'm me by myself. But when you are in like the deep trenches of motherhood, there, there is no time by yourself. (laughs) You know, you are like 24 seven caregiver. And so if you really want to achieve your goals, we have to, again, shift our mentality to, you might have to take the kids with you. They might have to be in the room with you. You might get 15 minutes of interrupted time, but that is still going to fill your cup. And you're also setting the example for your kids on what it looks like to set a goal, to work hard towards your goal, to not give up on that goal. And, you know, we make the commitment often to other people, like, like, let your yeses be yes, right? Yes, I will be there at that time. And therefore we hold up our end of the deal. But what about those same promises you make yourself? If you say, I'm going to, you know, I don't know, work on my drawing, then then don't lie to yourself, (laughs) you know, don't cheat yourself and then say, oh, but I can't because I've got the kids and they make messes. Grab a coloring sheet, grab some crayons and have them sit next to you. And it's not going to be perfect. Like we have to set that, you know, expectation aside too. It is going to be messy. It's going to be loud and it's not going to be perfect, but like, this is just a season and all like, like that motherhood saying, or is it like the, the days are long, but the years are short. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. My, my oldest is 16. And like, I remember like yesterday sitting on the sofa, bringing him home. And my gosh, that saying could not be more true. Yeah. And, but but you don't want to set aside 16, 18 years of your life when you could have had them with you and you are pursuing your goals and showing them what that looks like. Yeah. So many good things in there. I'm taking notes and I just, there are so many pieces of that that I feel like are so important to hear. Now, for the naysayers out there, what would you (laughs) say to someone who's like, but 15 minutes of possibly interrupted time is not enough. Like, how can I actually make progress if that's all I'm getting? I want to run a marathon or I want to write a cookbook and I'm trying to, you know, do these recipes and the kids keep coming in. How, how can I make progress when my time is so limited? Yeah. So I'm literally pulling up my calculator because my answer is, when you look at it in a time block of 15 minutes, the default, how can I make progress? But it's more about being consistent and showing up for yourself because this, those small habits, even if it's 15 minutes, they add up over time. So I just pulled up my calculator and I figured if you did 15 minutes a day <clears throat> times 365 days a year, you end up with 91 hours. Like that, that's a lot of time. Yes. And whatever 15 times seven is (laughs) for just the average week, 105 hours. So it's almost two hours a week. 
And you wouldn't have even thought if you said to a mom, okay, well, you're going to devote um, almost two hours this week to this task that mom's going to be like, yeah, right. But you can, it just doesn't look like what you are used to it looking like. It's going to look like those 15 minute chunks of time. Oh, I love that so much. I have seen that be true in my own life. In fact, um, so I've published children's books and I wrote those books in 15 minute increments in the morning during my morning routine before my kids were awake. And I would just, every day I would go and write for like 15 minutes. And then I would throughout the day, kind of figure out what I was going, you know, just while I was doing the dishes. Okay. What's the next part of the story? What's good. Mm-hmm. What am I going to write tomorrow? And then the next morning I would sit down at the computer for those 15 minutes and write. And that I was able to publish four children's books with that method. And yeah, mm-hmm. I love what you're saying here. Consistency counts. It pays off over time. I think that's so, so powerful. And I hope all the yeah. listeners are really getting this message. So important. Yeah. You know, another example that just popped into my head was if you had a friend who was um, very overweight and she had the goal, I'm going to start walking, but I can only walk for 15 minutes a day. Are you going to tell your friend, oh, psh, don't even worry about it. That 15 minutes is so not going to make a difference. Yeah. You should just give up. No, you would say, girl, go for it. That 15 minutes, if that's what you have, I fully support you. And so like, we should have those same types of uplifting and um, edifying conversations with ourselves. Yes, girl, go after those 15 minutes. You can do it. And you're going to see the difference in the long run. You just, but you got to put in the consistency. You just kind of like, I don't know, like talk yourself into it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And And let it be enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stop, stop telling yourself that, oh, it will only count if, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so good. Okay. I love this. So I'd love to hear some examples from your own experiences. I mean, obviously you're very accomplished. You have accomplished a lot of, <laughs> a lot of your goals. I would love to hear, um, just tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So, um, be- in the realm of when I started my blog, one of our goals was to switch from uh, the standard American diet, so processed food, box foods, into real food. So just, you know, fruits, vegetables, meat, that type of stuff. And um, there was a lot of time and effort that went into it, but I, we achieved that goal over the long haul. You know, that mm. was not, that was not a short goal at all. And there was a lot of ups and a lot of downs. It's kind of like that, you know, the two step, two steps forward, one step back, and then maybe a couple sideways too. Yeah. <laughs> when you get some curveballs thrown in there, but I probably took us two to three years to kind of figure it out enough to where we were confident in it. And there's a difference between being confident and being perfect. We we're just confident in it. And, and it was good. It was like, okay, this is good enough. We're good in this realm. So that was, that was a big one. And we did that while the kids were, little like toddler age. And so learning how to cook from scratch with the kids and learning how to grocery shop and save money with the kids. Like, again, going back to what I mentioned earlier, bringing them with you, you, I couldn't, I couldn't separate that part of my life from the kids. It was, it was a family goal and buckle up. You're there for the ride. (laughs) More recently, we um, moved to a farm in summer of uh, 2022 and uh, we wanted 
we had a family goal of being more sustainable in, in our, our living and our day to day. And, you know, I probably would like not advise to do it the way we did it because we just kind of jumped in with two feet into the deep end, not the best course of action, but <laughs> <laughs> we've learned a lot. And um, again, it just kind of comes from being patient with yourself, accepting that it's okay to learn. Like you, you're not going to go into any situation, whatever goal that might be, you're not going to go into it knowing everything you need to know. I, there's, there's a, a friend of mine, her um, fourth grader was in math and he came home from school and he was like, mom, I just don't get it. And she's like, you're not supposed to get it. Like they're teaching it to you. You're, you're learning it. Yeah. Once you finish learning it, then you will get it. And I, and I think it's the same thing with us when we're achieving our goals. Like I didn't know anything about cows and I'm, I'm looking at my window, looking at them across the pasture right now. <laughs> I didn't know anything about sheep and oh, we just had eight, eight little lambs born. And you know, for us, they're all living like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so when we need to celebrate, celebrate the small, um, wins along the way towards the greater goal. It's not just, you know, hurry up and get to the end. I think you have to find joy and challenge in the journey and celebrate those micro wins because the moment you put a timeline on your goal, especially as a mom is I kind of feel like you're more inclined to set yourself up for failure because your goal is probably going to take longer to reach just because mm -hmm. of your, of mom life and the responsibilities that you have. So if you can take away the end, like I have to have it by this time and you stick to the consistency, 15 minutes a day or whatever that, you know, chunk that you've committed to, you're so much more likely to reach your goals. Yeah. I like that so much because I think that sometimes we do use those timelines as a way to beat ourselves up. Like, oh, I didn't do what I said I was going to do by this date. And then we throw our hands in the air and like, I might as well forget it. Like I failed. I messed that up. When in all reality, what I hear you saying is setting these habits and being consistent and keeping on going with the thing, even if it takes us longer, because it probably will. And that's okay. Yeah. How can you can't fail? Like the only way you can fail is if you quit yeah. really, truly. So if you just don't give up, if your 15 minutes becomes 10 or becomes five or your schedule gets flipped around and it's no longer before the kids wake up, it's after they go to bed. Or even if it's, you're literally eating lunch and writing at the same time, you know, yeah. and maybe you're like, I'm thinking about your book example and maybe your thoughts aren't complete sentences, but they're, but they're bullet points. Like that is still progress. And that book's going to get yeah. finished at some point in time. We just have to like, we have to adjust our expectations. We're, yes. we're living we quite often as moms setting expectations as the non-mom life, because that's what we're used to. But when you change that into something a little bit more realistic for the season that you're in, you know, no longer are you like shooting well, well beyond what you're capable of. Now you're like, okay, here's what I can do. Here's what I know I can reach. And then you, you get to celebrate, oh, that those milestones, like, oh, I made the first chapter or I'm at the halfway point or I've been writing for 90 days consistently, whatever that might look like. Yeah. 
Yes. And that's, that piece is so important of celebrating, of letting yourself, not just moving on to the next thing. Okay. I wrote a chapter and I have to hurry up and write the next chapter to say, yes, I yes. did it. I did it. I, I moved, I made progress. And so, or even if it's just, I sat down at the computer every day. I did what I yes. set out to do. Amazing. Yes. yes. Yeah. 100%. Oh, I love it. This has been so good. So like I mentioned earlier, you are going to be one of our speakers, one of our teachers at Mom University, yes. which I'm so thrilled about. Tell us why you're excited to teach at Mom University. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited because, um, and I may have alluded to this earlier, but I think you don't, just because you become a mom doesn't mean you lose who you are. It's not a trade-off. It's it's a role and a position and an honor that you're taking in addition to who you are. And sometimes the, the things that fill your cup get pushed to the back burner temporarily, but that doesn't mean they have to. And um, I don't think you, you have to trade yourself in and you are a mom, but that's not your sole identity. Like that's not, you're, you're always going to be a mom, but when your kids leave, you know, I, my oldest is 16. Like I got two years and I'm like, yeah. let these two years be super slow. But when he <laughs> leaves, I'm still going to be his mom. But then like, but then what? What right. am I going to fill my days with? So like you, we have to remember that in our very long life, 70, 80 years, having children in your home, it's a super important role. I, it's it's something that I was telling my daughter the other day, it's the hardest yet most rewarding thing I have ever done, but it's also just a small part of my life. It's a small part of who I am. And I don't want a mom to forget who she is in the midst of raising her children. And it's not just for her, but I also think that's a legacy we have to pass on to our kids and letting them know that, you know, things are going to come your way. You might become a mom, you might become a dad, you could become a business owner, you could become a farmer, whatever. But that doesn't mean that the fun stuff that you really enjoy doing has to disappear. You don't yeah. have to be a slave to the corporate world. You don't, my son loves to drum. So I'm thinking like, you don't ever have to give up drumming. You can drum and do whatever. It doesn't have to be this or. And so I really want moms to, to just kind of embrace that and then help them figure out how to make that work. Because it's one thing to say that. And then it's something completely different when you're in the trenches and just like, you know, your world is full of diapers and spit up and just like, all the baby stuff yeah. to find five minutes or even 10 minutes of time. You feel like you don't have it. And I get, I get that. Um, and so I just, I just really want to empower moms and let them know like you, you do have it. It's maybe not every day and it may not be a huge chunk of time, but it is there. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I love it. I, you know, I want to share with you. I haven't shared this with you um, yeah. and with listeners that I, so I was very intentional about who I invited to speak at mom university. And I was thinking through who I wanted and I was in just a sacred space and your name came to mind just very clearly. And I was like, Oh, oh. and we hadn't, we hadn't been in touch no. in a long time. And I was like, okay, I need to go and ask her. And originally I had had, because Tiffany does real food, right? You do real food. So that was, I thought, Oh, she'll be perfect to teach about 
about that and about food and grocery, but we're actually having you come in in a different capacity and teaching about personal development. And hearing this today, I think you just have so many things to teach us. And that just feels so in alignment and so right. And I'm so excited that you're going to teach us <laughs> more about that there. So, I can't wait. It's going to be so much uh, fun. I know it's going to be good. So you guys come meet Tiffany and me in person in April in San Diego. We would love to just wrap our arms around you and help you out with your motherhood. It's going to be so good. I'm an excellent hugger. Oh, good. Okay. Well, (laughs) I'm looking forward to that. Thanks for listening. If you're a mom whose days feel like Groundhog's Day and you find yourself wondering what you're doing it all for, join us at our in-person Mom University event. You'll get the support, tools, and help to become the mom you want to be. For details, go to universityformoms.com.